to you, the individual person, the beautiful person, the lady, the gentleman, the fella, the fellow, the fella out there that is listening to this show, we got you covered today. We're going to smack you around with a nine-game slate. And also, and also, you got some national calendar days today, right? It's Sunday, and I know, I know some people, you got your, your boo thing. You're going to be celebrating Valentine's Day today, and some people might be like, fuck that shit, I can't be doing none of that. So, what are you going to do instead? You're going to celebrate National Cream-filled chocolate day. Okay, okay. Or or if you really want to, if you want to be getting frisky today, National Organ Donor Day. Set yourself up today and say, we're going to be celebrating. Check that box and there you go. And if you don't want to do it, fuck it. Then you're not celebrating anything. You're going to be face down in a bottle of wine and you're going to be munching on some chocolate and ice cream. And to be completely honest with you, not a bad idea for a Sunday night during a nine-game slate. Not a bad idea if you're somebody who's going to be watching them fast car NASCARs going on later today. We got a video on the channel for that, courtesy of Mr. Chris Pennell. So thank you for being here right now. We're going to hit you with this information real hard. Hopefully you had a lovely, lovely night in the UFC last night. It seemed like our man, man, pre-MMA lock of the night on this channel came through in some big, big ways on some big underdogs. And some of the community in the Discord, at least when I was just peeping through earlier this morning, had a nice night. Had a really nice night, some of them, right? Some big ROI. Some big, big wins in dollar ruskies. Yo, as we get into this one, some people might be finding me for the first time. Let me know if you are finding me or you just recently found me and how you found me in the comments. But like, subscribe to those things. And here's another one. Here's another one for you. We're going to be doing a $100 giveaway for somebody who rates and reviews the podcast. It will literally take you 30 seconds right now if you want to take your phone out. The Sal Vetri Show. You can find it on the Apple Podcast app. You leave a five-star rating and then you just leave a review. This show is good. Literally can take you 30 seconds, especially if you have a newer phone that's going to be quick for you and that really does help the podcast reach new people and reach different heights so i appreciate that we're going to be doing a hundred dollar giveaway for somebody there we'll let that run until basically tomorrow as long as this video is going to be going so the two thousand three thousand of you that watch this or listen to this go ahead and do that and maybe we can bump ourselves up into that top 10 fantasy rankings ahead of the espns the cbs's of the world the little engine that could punching up against the big fellas the big heavy hitters and starting to become one ourselves so thanks so much in advance for that now let's rock into it with some of the injury and status dashboard and then you know as always we're going to get into them early Early, early, early interest in them picks powered by the Patreon projections that you can find linked down below. If you want to follow along. So just we'll kind of skim through some of these things. We'll talk about anything major if we have to. But from Charlotte, you're going to have a doubtful PJ Washington today. And this is pretty important because also the Martin brothers are also out. So what is this going to lead to if he's going to be doubtful today? Well, it's probably going to be leading to you saw Devontae Graham come back in that last game and actually play some decent minutes. It's probably going to be leading to Miles Bridges continuing to see minutes like he did in that last game. He's now played a bunch of games in a row with 30 plus minutes because Devontae Graham was out, but Miles Bridges likely still plays around 30 plus minutes and his price point is dipping because one I mean the production's kind of been there for him based on his price point but also Devontae Graham came back but now with all these other guys out guys that play close to the basket especially Washington playing around 30 minutes per game you can expect now that Miles Bridges is likely going to be picking up a decent amount of run with PJ Washington off the court this year in Charlotte Miles Bridges leads all players with 442 minutes and he's averaging 0.83 fantasy points per minute and a 17% usage rate so yes you're probably going to see a nice little minutes bump for him all these guys in Charlotte kind of cut into each other enough but at least he's at a somewhat cheap price point in Denver today we still don't have an update on Gary Harris and what you're getting is Jamal Murray questionable which is some pretty big news right we kind of got the buy low spot at $6,800 last time out we called that spot on him 40 points love to see it now Will Barton's already ruled out for personal issues here so when Will Barton is going to be off the court and potentially Jamal Murray you're going to see a lot of upside for guys like Monty Morris in the 4k range giving us some 9k value on a Sunday for you right there a Michael Porter Jr. who last time against the Lakers had to be played off the court because the guy can't really play any defense at this stage in his career really good offensive player when you're getting no Will Barton 
Turner on the court, Michael Porter Jr. just kind of averaging his normal stuff, 1.15 fantasy points per minute. But the guys who are going to benefit right now with just Barton out are going to be the guys to pick up more minutes and even some more production in that time. Monty Morris and Jermichael Green actually lead Denver in total minutes when there's no Will Barton on the court. Morris has been playing 377 minutes and he's averaging 0.82 fantasy points per minute. But the more appealing one, Jermichael Green, who played 28 minutes and some decent sized minutes last time out against the Lakers, which was like two weeks ago, 289 minutes, second most on the team with Barton off the court, 1.07 fantasy points per minute. So Jermichael Green is somebody to keep a very close eye on today, especially if Jamal Murray gets out because then you're just going to have to give more run in the rotation to Monty Morris at the guard position. And that's where you're going to be starting to get Michael Porter Jr. having to play minutes. But then you're just going to have voids in some of the small forward and power forward spots for Jermichael Green to start to fill up over some guys like Concor, I would imagine, over some guys like Bol Bol. So Jermichael Green looks like a pretty decent value early on today. And before we keep going through the injury and status dashboard, I'd like to let you know about the sponsor of the show, Superdraft. It is a multiplier format where even yesterday, yet again, overlay. Yesterday, yet again, 20% of the prize pool doesn't fill and you're facing 20% zeros in the lineup. Why would you not be putting your first dollars? I don't know why. I'm asking you. Ask yourself right now if you'd like to. Why would you not be putting your first dollars in a contest where you only have to be 80% of the field to win it or X amount of the field to get into the, the finishing places of cashing compared to on DraftKings where the entire contest fills and you have to beat 99.9% of people, right? What that means is the contests aren't filling, but it's a guaranteed prize pool. So Superdraft has to put the remaining money into the contest. It's kind of like a promotional tool for them right now, but they've been doing it for months and arguably a year at this point. And it seems to be something that's starting to catch on and people are starting to do it because their prize pools are getting bigger. It's five figures to first place, $10,000 to first place today. Weekends do not get as much attention. I would guess, and I would assume, especially with some other sports going on today, right? You have your NASCAR big event, Daytona 500. You have your NHL. You have some other events going on. These showdowns for golf in the final round of golf. I would assume that the contest is not going to come anywhere near feeling filling again. So an 80% filled contest, it's a multiplier format, meaning that if somebody has a 1x multiplier, whatever points they score, you multiply it by 1x. But if somebody has a 2x multiplier, if they score 30 points, they're actually going to be given 60 points. And a lot of times with that 2x multiplier, outscore some of the best players like a LeBron James who only scored 50 points because he had a 1x multiplier. It is a ton of fun. And the biggest reason why I'm pushing it is the contests are not filling. Once the contests start filling, well, then the selling point is it's just a different format. It's, it's projection based. So if you know how to make good projections or have access to them, you can follow them down below. Well, then that's where your edge comes in, but it's just a different format. It's a nice fresh off of the salary capture. Right? You don't have to go into those. But for right now, the reason to be playing there is because you're going to have less competition for the same amount of money. Your chances at ROI are higher and your chances at easier competition are easily there when the f- prize pools aren't filling and you're only facing 80%, 70% of the field. So again, ask yourself, why am I not playing over there? Is it because I've just got into the habit of playing over on DraftKings? If you're, if it's not legal there, that's one thing in the state you're living in. If not, check it out. My name's Sal, link down below. You can follow that link, but my name's Sal, S-A-L, will get you a free money bonus up to $500 rookies. Check it out down below to get the perks and also just increase your chances of ROI instead of drawing dead on DraftKings. In Detroit, Mason Plumlee is going to be questionable after missing the last couple of games and Sekou Demboye is also out. Here's the deal, right? Isaiah Stewart, if you played him in the last game, that wasn't the worst decision. Now, the price point was at a very cheap price point and it was fine. He was a starting center in the game before that. We saw him play 30 plus minutes and score 30 plus fantasy points. I was not big on either him or Prashard, but I just said, hey, there's not a lot of value. Both these guys look good. I prefer Isaiah Stewart. You can't knock yourself for what happened to Isaiah Stewart. Obviously, playing high-owned guys is always worth a fade because of injuries and blowouts, but also because of foul trouble. And what happened in this game? Well, you can't really expect it, but he had two personal fouls in the first two minutes of the game. So Isaiah Stewart ends up only playing 22 minutes. He doesn't end up playing the final 
10 minutes of the game or so because he's heavy, heavy, heavy into foul trouble at that point. He loses a ton of run. He basically loses like an eight-minute rotation, so six minutes right away in the first quarter. So even in a game where he doesn't get to close out, doesn't get to play the final nine minutes of the game, he still should have had 28 minutes because he lost his first quarter run. Again, two fouls in the first two minutes. So now Isaiah Stewart's price points up, but he's still somebody to look at if indeed there's no Mason Plumlee today. Anthony Davis is questionable for the Lakers with an Achilles. Either way, I like LeBron. If Anthony Davis is in, I still like LeBron. If he's out, I clearly like LeBron in a game that should be close scoring and a game where LeBron went for 60 plus fantasy points a couple weeks back against Denver. Again, this game should stay close. Two of the best teams in the West right now. If Anthony Davis is in, yeah, he's still too cheap at 9,300. If he's out, go more LeBron. Memphis, you're going to be having Brandon Clark questionable and Bain and Melton are going to be out. So the last time on this channel, I said, you know, I'm a little bit skeptic of what's happening right now with Grayson Allen. He shot just so well. I'm not sure I want to go right back to him here unless he starts. And then Grayson Allen ended up starting. And I said, okay, well, now the minutes are not going to be too much of an issue. Now you can expect 30 plus minutes when there's a guy like Desmond Bain, the rookie out. Melton's been out already, right? So now there's a lot of guard minutes to go around. But when he played 30 minutes against Charlotte, he was playing a lot of minutes in that closing run and towards the end of the game because he was shooting so well. Five of 12 from three point land and 18 real life points. Well, what happens the next amount? And we can't expect this to continue to happen, but he's still too cheap at 4,300. Well, he played. 35 minutes against the Lakers, and he ended up scoring 23 real-life points, shot 6 of 10 from three-point land, right? 8 of 13 overall. So he's going to eventually get a little bit, you know, not ice cold, but cool off to the point where 4,300 is not getting you 30 fantasy points and 34 like over the last two games. It's going to get you like 24, 25 fantasy points, which is still not terrible in those 35 minutes of play. So at least Grayson Allen's a little bit more appealing now that we have Bain and Melton out. But that being said, he is shooting very hot right now. So if the ownership is going to be there on him because he's a value on a slate that I assume has a lot of value. And again, we don't have to get there too much on a shooting guard, small forward type of a player. I am once again willing to fade it, but seeing those big 35 minutes was pretty appealing. D'Angelo Russell, he's out. He did not make the road trip for their two-game road trip, including Friday's game and then today's game. So he's out with a leg injury. And what you get is just more Malik Beasley. You get more of the rookie, the first overall pick, Anthony Edwards in that situation. We've seen Carl Anthony Towns in his two games back play 31 and 32 minutes now. So very appealing to see that. And I think he's appropriately priced for the minutes he's playing. Maybe you could say he should be 97, 9600 for his upside that he can have in those minutes, especially with no Russell out there, more usage, more overall shot attempts, things like that for Towns, especially from beyond the three-point line. But I think he's appropriately priced. Once we start getting 34, 36 minutes, which could happen today, well then yes, then he's underpriced. Then he should be a $10,000 Carl Anthony Towns. With Russell off the court this year, you have Ricky Rubio playing the most minutes on the team. 443 minutes, 0.94 fantasy points per minute. It's fine. I think Ricky Rubio is priced appropriately. Anthony Edwards is up next with 0.97 fantasy points per minute, and he's playing about 412 minutes. Again, also fine. The guy I like the most will probably end up being Malik Beasley there, who ends up averaging over 1.1 fantasy points per minute with no D'Angelo Russell on the court. Cat averages 1.42 fantasy points per minute and 104 minutes short sample, but 104 minutes with no Russell on the court. And then to finish up on some of these names, Josh Hart is going to be questionable. And so Nikhil Alexander also questionable. So if Alexander Walker was to miss and Hart in, that makes Hart look a lot better against the Detroit team. Either way, I like Hart. SGA out yet again. And so is DL Maldon. So you're going to continue to get the Hamidou Diallo show out there. You're going to continue to get Kendrick Williams to play bigger minutes. And he's been shooting very well as of late. They're just going to get these same guys. Dort is back playing bigger minutes. You're going to be having Baisley still out there. So see who the starters are. It's still Theo Maldon. It's still Al Horford for the upside. And then it's whoever's starting after that. I assume it's still going to be Williams over Justin Jackson. Baisley continues to be a pretty nice value play on that team. In Orlando, lots of news here in Orlando to track. So Cole Anthony is questionable. And these guys have continuously been ruled out the last couple of games. Cole Anthony is questionable. Evan Fournier is questionable. Frank Mason already ruled out. And now you have to add another shooting guard small forward to the scenario where James Ennis, who injured his groin after 19 minutes in the last game, is also questionable today. And you ended up getting Dwayne Bacon playing like 40 minutes in that last game and barely getting you there. That's how, I mean, how bad of a producer he is right now in his career. So it's just a way 
wait and see game. Michael Carter Williams actually returned in that last game. He was limited, but he played 27 minutes. And they said he was going to be really limited. So I don't know how limited he was. He scored almost 40 fantasy points. So Michael Carter Williams, if all of these guys were to miss again, is going to be the most appealing player on this team at still a cheap price point. Then you'll get 30 plus minutes out of Terrence Ross at high production. You have Vooch approaching $10,000 as he should be for his recent production, closing in on 1.5 fantasy points per minute over the last month. So just keep an eye on these guys. There's not much to say. We can have so many scenarios of, oh, Cole Anthony's in. We'll play him. But if, what if it's Cole Anthony and Ann Fournier in? Well, then they kind of just both look like okay options, right? Depending on if they're on a minutes limit. So if they're all out, I'm going to be going right over to Michael Carter Williams. Bacon just looks like a filler value. And then I'm going to be getting to guys like Terrence Ross. Rodney Hood questionable to foot for Portland. If he was to miss, you can just give some more minutes like Derek Jones Jr. But none of those guys really look all that appearing. Maybe Anthony Simons. De'Aaron Fox questionable with an injury. And Marvin Bagley is also questionable to so keep a close eye on that. That's that's going to affect a lot of things there. Halliburton will play some point guard like he did last time, but he is now priced up. Buddy Heald to the price point that's somewhat cheaper now compared to what it's been around $7,000. He would see more usage overall. Rashawn Holmes and Whiteside get a bump if Bagley was to miss. And OG Anna will be questionable with the calf injury. Yuta Watanabe also questionable. So, so that's basically your news there. There's some obviously big pieces on a nine game slate, but let's get into your early schmacks for you. And early on right now, you're going to be having Andre Drummond. And I have it written right now. Beware of Andre Drummond on the slate. He's only $7,700, but beware of him because he's the first guy to come off the court in any, any, any type of blowout. And in the last game, it was a combination of two early fouls in the first quarter, set him back about five minutes or so. And then he checks out in the third quarter, does not come back in for his fourth quarter run because of a blowout. And this is just what's been happening lately in Cleveland. And now they face the Clippers. Although without Paul George, they're still facing this Clippers team. So beware of him, right? Blowouts are something I try not to project in, but he is just immediately coming off the court, right? He's like the first guy in the NBA to come off the court in a blowout at this point. So he's been losing a lot of minutes. His price point is dropping because of this, these blowouts and a little bit because of the rebounding rate next to Jared Allen, who's playing more next to him game in and game out. The last game though, Allen did not start. Prince did. So something to also keep an eye on that if Torian Prince is starting, either way it's priced in, but if Torian Prince is starting and you get your 25, even even 25 minutes at this point at 7,700, let alone if he gets 30 minutes against the Clippers team that have no real centers. Zubak's not stopping all that much. Serge Ibaka not stopping and Andre Drummond all that much. Drummond is clearly, clearly on their price. And I think a lot of people are going to notice that the sticker shock of him now going below $8,000 on this slate. We can pull up the next couple of teams here. We could start off with Nikola Jokic himself. Had a not so great game last time out. Just didn't shoot well against the Lakers that we saw him. But $10,700, especially, especially if Jamal Murray was to miss in this game because Nikola Jokic already on a different planet in terms of his fantasy point per minute production this year, trying to be the MVP of the league, if you will, averaging 1.6 fantasy points per minute. But when you get Jamal Murray off the court, you get a guy off the court who right now in Jamal Murray is averaging a 20% rebounding rate. Nobody else is really getting that much of a rebounding rate. Everything starts to spike even higher for Nikola Jokic. He averages 1.7 fantasy points per minute with no Jamal Murray on the court this season. It's just almost like a lock that at whatever price you want to play him at, as long as he's below $12,000. So keep an eye on the Jamal Murray news, but Nikola Jokic is probably at this point my favorite payup option between yet again, him, Luke, and Giannis are on the slate. They all look good. Giannis coming off of 80 burgers or Giannis coming off of 60 and 70 burgers. Uh, Luka coming off of 80 burgers. Jokic would be the guy that I like the most, especially in a game that looks to stay competitive. DeLon Wright, if I had to pick a player from Detroit, it's probably DeLon Wright at this point, just because of the ceiling upside there. Matchup against New Orleans isn't the best that you're going to be finding. DeLon Wright, second most minutes on this team now. Something to keep in mind there, coming off of a game where he played 35 minutes. They're giving him bigger minutes. So that's the reason here. He's priced appropriately if he only plays 28 to 30 minutes and at 6,400, then it's just like, all right, hopefully he hits his shots and he has a ceiling game for a guy who right now has a 17% usage rate, shooting 35% from three-point land and averages a 26% assist percentage. But if he keeps getting these 32 plus minutes games, which he's been seeing pretty frequently as of late, especially now with no Derrick Rose there to fill in some guard rotations. Yeah, I think DeLon Wright is slightly underpriced for what at least his ceiling looks like. 
Next up is Mr. LeBron James at 10,200. I like him either way. I'm projecting right now Anthony Davis to play, and I still like LeBron a good amount. 60-burger last time out against this Denver team. And if Anthony Davis is out, well, then LeBron is the play on the slate, in my opinion. But the thing is the minutes, right? Oh, LeBron's going to take active rest here and there. Yeah, okay. I-, I guess that'll be at the end of the season if they've clinched, like, the number one overall seed. Because look at the minutes that he's been playing as of late. 38, 39, 36, 37, 38, 46, 43, 41. Oh, in the last game, he took a little bit of active rest playing 34 minutes. So if we can feel good about LeBron James playing 36 minutes on average here, and in a close game, playing closer to 40 minutes like he's had recently against OKC where they played 43. Against OKC again on a game in between there where he plays another 40 minutes, right? And this is a guy that even on back-to-backs at this point, 39 minutes, and then on the second night of the back-to-back, 36. You don't have to worry about the back-to-back tonight. Last time they played was on Friday against Memphis, and oh yeah, he puts up 53 points like nothing with Anthony Davis returning. So yeah, LeBron James for me is a strong play in the slate. Only gets better and will average better numbers than Nikola Jokic point per minute-wise at $500 less if Anthony Davis was to miss. Grayson Allen, we already touched on him. He started in the last game, he played 35 minutes, right? So getting that starting position with no Melton with no Bane out there, Desmond Bane, makes it secure for his minutes to be around 30 plus. Now he got the biggest minutes, right? Because he was shooting well. He plays 35 minutes in the game. They're down some bodies, but he also shoots six to 10 from three-point land. That number is going to cool off when you're not shooting 60% from three-point land, but you come down to earth and you're shooting your average, even like 30, 35%, you're going to start to not score 35 points and 30 points for people, but starting to score like low to mid twenties for people. And that's where you have to hesitate. But if the ownership is not there at 4,300, this is a good value for somebody that you can project if he starts again to play around 30 minutes. And at a 1.9x multiplier in the presenting sponsor, check it out down below and you can check out his exact super draft projection on Patreon, linked in the description, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore. Grayson Allen is going to be looking good on a super draft perspective. Again, it's just the ownership that starts to come into play. And then another player that I'm going to be liking from this Memphis team is Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas will be looking at a similar multiplier or at least a similar projection. Jonas Valanciunas will be looking at a similar price point to guys like Ennis Cantor at the exact same position today. But I'm going with Joe Val against Sacramento. I like Joe Val a lot today. The minutes have been there since coming back or really the last couple of games, basically 34, 29 and 32 minutes. That's something that's very encouraging. Now, normally this is a guy that even in closer games, he's getting in foul trouble. He's only playing five or six minutes, but he had five fouls against Toronto, still played 34 minutes. He had four fouls last time out against the Lakers yet two games ago, two days ago, one game ago, and he ends up still playing 32 minutes. This is very impressive stuff for a guy who's now been shooting 12, 13, and 13 times over the last couple of games, picking up massive rebound numbers, 20, 15, and eight. And oh yeah, he picked up eight in the last game, still scored you 39 fantasy points. We know how good of a producer he is, averaging close to 1.3 fantasy points per minute this year. And if you can start to get like an easy 28 minutes out of him, which is never a thing, but an easy 28 minutes to 30 minutes out of him now, based on what he's doing lately, and the matchup against Sacramento and underside Rasan Holmes, Hassan Whiteside, who stands no chance against him, and potentially no Marvin Bagley. Yeah, Joe Val's starting to look really nice. I would prefer him as my favorite play from that entire game of Memphis and Sacramento, and one of the guys who stands out on this slate for a massive ceiling in the 50 or 60 range, and we've seen it already pretty recently, a couple games back. So Joe Val, strongly in play for me today. Bring up the next three fellas, and it's going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo at $10,900. Giannis, here's the thing. The minutes are coming up, and that's what I like to see, but only in close games. Does this game against an OKC team that has nobody out there today? It's going to be the ghost of Al Horford and Hamadou Diallo just trying to ball out, right? No SGA, a team that even when they have SGA continuously gets blown out. Does Giannis get his full run here or does he play 32 minutes? Now in 32 minutes, he can still score 50 plus points, right? But now he's $11,000 and there's other guys around him like a cheaper Jokic who I can get in a closer game, like a slightly more expensive Luka who has other outs to his game is what I would say just from a assist percentage standpoint being higher, rebounding rate being honestly similar. But Giannis as of late playing bigger minutes, 38 and 39 and back-to-back games that have been competitive. And in a game where they got kind of out of hand against Utah, he still played bigger minutes around 39. And even when he doesn't play big, big minutes, he can still get you 60 plus. 31 minutes, 33 minutes just last week, he scored 60 
62 and 65 fantasy points. So Giannis is still in play for me. Right now, I'd probably rank it at this point based on the price point in, in, in there as well. I would rank it up top, that mega elite above 10,500. Jokic, Giannis, and Luka, they're all really close. But for me, it will be LeBron over all of them today. And maybe even right now over all of them. We'll see what the projections look like. But LeBron over all of them if there's no AD out there. Malik Beasley averages 1.12 fantasy points per minute or 1.14 with no Russell on the court. Now that's going to drop a little bit with Carl Anthony Towns back out there. But Towns still, in my opinion, not priced to the point where I still want to have him as a priority interest, especially at that price point, relatively right at the exact same price point as Anthony Davis, who if he plays today, probably plays 35, 36 minutes. If Cat, if today's the day, Cat plays 34, 35 minutes, yeah, he's significantly on their price, but I kind of want to see it first. So Malik Beasley at 7,300 would be my one guy from that team. And then it's Josh Hart. Look, a lot of New Orleans is priced up or priced appropriately price appropriately guys like Zion sure you want to get your 40 points at $8,000 it's not doing much for you Lonzo priced up Eric bled so you can say slightly on the price of 5,500 but if you're comparing some just value plays in the 4k range yeah, you have Grayson Allen on this slate who probably starts and plays bigger minutes than Josh Hart but Josh Hart can get very hot from three Josh Hart picks up some assists and also the rebounding rate is there for Josh Hart whereas Grayson Allen when Grayson Allen scores 34 points in that last game Dra- DraftKings wise he had to get 23 real life points he's so connected with his real life points that if he's not shooting well especially 60 percent it's going to be hard for him to get there whereas Josh Hart is somebody that they like playing minutes if there's no Alexander Walker today, you can expect even some more minutes from him. And he has other outs to his game. It's just not the three-point shooting, which is definitely there for Hart. And the shot attempts are there. But it's also the fact that he sees a 26% defensive rebounding rate very quietly and over an assist and a half or over a steal and a half per 100 possessions. So Hart at 0.84 fantasy points per minute. If those minutes even come up a little bit against Detroit is very appealing. Next three players, we talk about the OKC team. It's just kind of a broken record for me at this point. The massive minutes in a bad game last time out from a peripheral standpoint and somewhat shooting, not overall, but peripheral standpoint more so for Diallo. Price point doesn't change, but he still got to see those 37 minutes of play. Diallo still, we know with that no SGA, with no George Hill on the court and all these guys, he's going to average right around 1.2 fantasy points per minute. If we were to just take SGA off the court and even leave Maladon on there, you're getting 1.1 fantasy points per minute on a 25% usage rate for Diallo right now. Picks up a lot of assists, picks up a lot of rebounds. He would be that guy for me. Now he's priced right around a lot of other guys. Cantor, your Malik Beasley's, your Joe Vals. I prefer Joe Vals still across positions and he's priced pretty close to Kyle Lowry at 7,300. I'd probably take Kyle Lowry over him but then after that, I think I like Diallo right now over Malik Beasley. And then to rank the rest of them early on before doing the finalized projections, again, you can find them down below on Patreon. It's going to be Dort, Horford, and probably Kendrick Williams for me if he starts again. Williams just playing massive minutes at this point. Michael Carter-Williams, we already talked about it. We have to see what happens with Orlando. If all those guys are out, Michael Carter-Williams becomes, becomes the play. He's a better play at the same price than Josh Hart. He's a better play than Grayson Allen. He'll probably play 30 minutes in this game, if not more, and have all the usage in the world with no other bodies to take his minutes and no other productive bodies. If there's no Cole Anthony, though, if Cole Anthony returns and there's going to be Evan Fournier and all this stuff, we can, we can give you so many if scenarios, right? If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle, as my father would say. So we can give you so many if-then statements. We just kind of have to wait and see on Orlando, and I'll update the projections on that one. But Carter Williams, if everybody is out, looks good. Vooch at 9,800. I'm not as enticed to get there, right? You have a cheaper Anthony Davis. You have a cheaper Towns. Vooch has been playing great in big minutes. I get that. If you want to play him, he's not going to be bad. He's going to project out for me still for around 50 fantasy points in this matchup against DeAndre Ayton. So yeah, he'll look good. He'll project out as a quality play for you above 5x but I'd rather get up to LeBron James for a couple hundred more at this point. And his Cantor from Portland, we touched on him already. If I had to pick a player from Portland, it would be Cantor at 7,200. The problem is opportunity cost. I just want Joe Val for a couple hundred dollars more, right? That's basically where I'm going to be getting to. You're going to get your 1.2x fantasy points per minute or 1.2 fantasy points per minute out of Cantor here. It's going to look fine against Dallas and Kristoff and really nobody else after that, but just give me Joe Val. But keeping in mind that Cantor, if Joe Val picks up the ownership that I don't think he does, Cantor would be your pivot there. But for right now, Cantor, kind of somebody that's like the last guy onto this list for me. And the final three names here, 
look, you have the price points coming up. Still no Marcus Aldridge. Price points up to 7K for DeJounte Murray. He's still in play. He's not on this list, but he's still in play. DeMar DeRozan at $8,000 is still strongly in play because DeMar DeRozan over the last couple of games hasn't been getting his full minutes, and the price point isn't changing because of that. DeMar DeRozan, when he plays his 36, 37 minutes, he scores you 46 fantasy points, 50 fantasy points, 48 fantasy points. But lately, in a game where they lose by 22 to Golden State, only plays 28 minutes. In another game where they do the blowing out of Atlanta, they win by 11, but it was much, much different than that. Atlanta came on late in that game. He plays only 26 minutes. Still scores 41 and a half fantasy points, by the way. So DeRozan is just so heavily involved to this point right now, averaging over 1.3 fantasy points a minute when there's no Aldridge on the court. He's so involved in just so many different areas. The assist percentage to this point, right? He's involved with even the rebounding right now. Obviously, the usage is there. So if you just get the minutes, $8,000 is still too cheap for DeRozan, who in my opinion at this point is like an $85, $8,600 player. He's averaging a 1.3 fantasy point per minute production, a 36% assist percentage, and up to a 16% rebounding rate with no Aldridge on the court. And then the last two guys to close us out. Again, hit that like, hit that subscribe. I greatly, greatly appreciate that. Hopefully you all have a beautiful Sunday today on this nine game slate. You enjoy some of that. And then you enjoy some of the people around you as well. That's what this life is all about. Yes, sweating DFS is fun. It's a nice little hobby for us on the side, but make sure you're present with the people in your lives, especially if you want to celebrate Valentine's Day today. And even if not, just do something nice for somebody that's in your life. Reach out to them, rekindle a friendship, rekindle a relationship. You haven't talked to people in a while or just do something nice for a stranger. Why not? And that's the example, right? That's the quote right there. Very powerful. Why not? Rashawn Holmes, I'm not extremely high on unless Marvin Bagley is out. 5700 just kind of appropriately priced, in my opinion. If he gets back up to 30 minutes, it looks good, and it's an easier path to get there if Bagley was to be out. He's going to look good for right around a fantasy point per minute, literally .99 on the season, averaging 30 minutes a game. Haven't been seeing those minutes get there as of late as Bagley's kind of jockeying back and forth. They're still keeping Hassan Whiteside in the rotation. If there's no Bagley, Rashawn Holmes becomes my favorite play from Sacramento. Right now, everybody from Sacramento just kind of looks, eh, right, meh, right? We don't really know what's happening right now, man. We don't really know what's happening to this point with Mr. Bagley or De'Aaron Fox. And to finish it up, Kyle Lowry, he's just too cheap at 7,300. Simple as that. He's going to average over 1.05 fantasy points a minute. You can honestly tell me, hey, Fred Van Vliet, he's like $1,000 more and he's going to be 5% owned today when Lowry's going to be 15%. We'll pivot if you want, right? But for $1,000 more, I could probably go to some other guys who are also lower owned. But if I'm going to Lowry, if I'm going to anybody from Toronto, it's Lowry against Minnesota. Minnesota team that's just down on bodies, right? It's down on a lot of bodies at this point. Ricky Rubio could be a t- tough task for Lowry, but I mean, Lowry's a bulldog. It's something that I'm too concerned about. So that's where we're at right now. Nine game slate on a Sunday. We covered it on a Saturday. Yesterday, on a Saturday, on this channel. We did a video in the morning. We did a live stream later on. Then we had an MMA live stream later in the day with like a lot of people ended up profiting off of that one. So be sure to check out all the stuff that we have going on. I'm not going to promise any live stream later today. I probably won't. It's Valentine's Day. Going to kick back, relax, max all cool with the girlfriend. See if you want to grab a bite to eat, those types of things. But I will be back tomorrow on Monday. And oh boy, we're starting the week off hot. NBA video in the morning. Stars and Scrubs in the afternoon. We're going to be getting into the golf later on in the day on Monday and also a live stream. A lot of content coming out on this channel tomorrow and also the podcast version. So like, subscribe, and that notification bell. You tap that notification bell, makes it look like it's ringing. Appreciate it if you wanted to do that right now. It really does help this channel grow. It makes it reach more people. The way that you found this channel was from literally other people hitting the like button, hitting that subscribe button, and the big one that's underrated is that notification bell. So I appreciate that if you have just a couple seconds of your time. And then if you're listening to the podcast and want to go over there, $100 giveaway. I'll kind of look at some of the reviews that come in. It takes like a day to put the reviews up. So I'll look at them tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, see the new reviews. Just leave a way for me to contact you and be sure to just leave a five-star rating and review and somebody will be winning a $100 Ruski giveaway on the Apple podcast version of this, the Sal Vetri Show. You all rock. Enjoy the rest of the day, gang, and I'll see you all in the next one.